You are listening to Sweet Dreams by Madison Blum. Welcome back, listeners. Sit back, relax, and close your eyes as Madison shares some of her thoughts and stories with you. Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever it is when you listen to this. If you heard something at the beginning of my intro, it was probably my jar of slime falling on me. Um, It didn't hurt me, but it made noise, so it's fine. Um, Let's see. I think this is episode seven? Seven? Wow, a one consecutive week of podcasts. I can't believe it. What the heck? I'm trying to find my lamp cord. Oh, okay. And I, I feel like something's biting my ass. Wait, what the hell just happened? Why is it not turning on? Did it burn out? I don't know what's happening. Okay. Sorry. It's so dark in my room. (gasps) Oh, sorry. My phone wasn't turning on either. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Sorry, this is not peaceful whatsoever. It's fine. Anyway. (sighs) (sighs) Okay. So sorry. So today, I know y'all have been busy with Ellie's TikTok, TikTok Tinder. So that's pretty fun. Ellie's got the matches just lined. What just fell off my bed? My room is haunted. I know it is. I like one hundred percent. This house is haunted. They both aren't mean. They're not mean, but they, I, they they do scare me sometimes. And I know for sure my room at school, my house was haunted there. Because things would fall off the walls all the time. And noises would happen. Just weird things. The doors would open and close our closet, our cabinet door would open by itself weird things but hannah had told us that cbu had bought the land from an old people's home and (laughs) and so maybe not the land like the buildings the buildings were old people houses so i bet they're just old people ghosts in there (sighs) scary anyway Tori and I have compiled a bunch of songs together for a big playlist for when we drive out to California. Because Tori and I are going to drive in Ricardo, and my parents are going to drive in the other car. And so we have 16 hours of songs on our playlist right now. So that is pretty exciting. That will last us like two days without having to hear the same song. So, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, 
only like three more weeks until we come out. And I don't know, I just have a feeling something's going to change with school and stuff. But, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And um, I've really just been in limbo. I'm really struggling with trying to figure out what to do because I have a conflicting schedule, which I didn't know about when I signed up. One of the required aviation classes, the engine one, turbine systems, that is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And I have ROTC on Fridays, and I did not know it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because usually aviation classes are Tuesday, Thursday, but I don't know. Hopefully it'll work itself out. I know it will, but I'm so stressed. But enough about that. Let's go all the way back. Oh, also, shout out to Aubrey because she actually answered the questions I asked in my last podcast, which I think is really funny and awesome. I ask those questions. I don't know why. Like, I'm, I'm, I really am curious to know if you guys feel the same way when I ask those questions, but I don't actually expect you to answer. So if you want to, you can. But shout out to Aubrey. Made my day. I listened to it right away. So thank you. Um, anyway, close your eyes and let me take you back to the fourth state I lived in, which was Colorado. We lived in Elizabeth, Colorado, which is a teeny tiny little town near Parker, Colorado, which is bigger. Parker is pretty close, is closer to Denver, so we weren't that far from Denver. I don't ever remember going to Denver, but I remember to go, I remember going to Aurora, Colorado, and Aurora, the only reason I know that is because I think that's where Misty Franklin grew up and went to, went swimming, started swimming, it's the only thing I remember, and um, We went to the Garden of the Gods and Red Rocks and that kind of stuff. I remember that. That was really cool. I remember driving through Boulder, Colorado and seeing the Air Force Academy kind of on the hill. But I didn't really know what it was. I just remember my parents were saying like, oh, that's a big famous school or something. I had no idea. But I remember seeing it. And those are all, like, different times. Just small memories I have. And, um, I remember from our house, we built the house. Well, like, we didn't build it, but my parents, I guess, designed it. You know how they do? I still don't really understand some of that stuff. But they designed it in the neighborhood. And, um... I remember from our window, Tori and I had a bunk bed, so we shared a room. And I remember looking out the window, and I could see Pikes Peak from my window, which is really cool. I wish I was older when I lived there to appreciate it more, but um, that's all right. It was a good experience then. 
And honestly, that was the prime time. I don't even, I don't remember what year, years we lived there. But that was the prime time for Jonas Brothers and Hannah Montana High School Musical. Like, that's where I remember, like, the core of my music coming from. Now, I'm going to come back to Colorado, but a memory just came into my head. Um, This is when we lived in California a long time ago. And I want to say it's probably... I don't know how old I was at the time. Probably six, six or seven, maybe. I could be younger, but I don't know. And so, Tori and I loved, I loved High School Musical, okay? High School Musical was everything to me in California when I was growing up. And so, High School Musical won, okay, wait, let me, I might be able to figure this out. The years, ugh. High school, high school musical, oops, jeez, jeez, I can't type, high school musical one, 2006, okay, 2007, I would have been six, okay, so, I remember, we watched High School Musical 1. I don't remember watching High School Musical 1, but I had seen it. And I remember my mom saying that she bought High School Musical 2 and that we could watch it. And I was so excited. Okay? So excited for High School Musical 2. So we watched High School Musical 2 on my parents' bed. And... When it got to the scene where Troy and Gabriella broke up, oh, Tori just walked in. Sorry, Tori just came in and made me feel her hair because it's. She's like, feel my hair, and she's like, it's never been greasy before. She made me touch her greasy head. Disgusting. Okay, so when it got to the part where um, Troy and Gabriella broke up on the bridge, I paused the movie and cried so much and then i rewound the movie and watched them break up again and cried even more my six-year-old heart was shattered shattered but then it was all okay so that was just a little memory from california well also we got i think aubrey said she had this like the mix stick the mickey mouse or disney um mp3 players mine was the high school musical one tours was the hannah montana one and we had all the songs on it so love that i still have mine and every once in a while i'll charge it and play it and um back to colorado so well in colorado we listen to um our mixed sticks all the time and that's when I got my Disney speaker. 
that hooked up to the mp3 player and i thought i was so cool because i had my speaker little system and i could just blast my joe bros and hannah montana and high school musical i just blasted it and it was the best thing ever so my passion for playing music really loud i guess started then um but this is what i really wanted to talk about in colorado oh Oh, I just remembered this. Um, before we got Lexi, we had another dog named, we named him Guilford. Because Tori used to pronounce Garfield Guilford, and so we named him Guilford. We got him, I guess he was like an abused dog before. And he was like some sort of hunter pointer type dog. He was really sweet, really cute. But it was super hyper. And that was our first dog. And it was just too high maintenance for us. He was. Which was really sad. We only had him for a few weeks. <laughs> and um, he tried. Because he was a hunter dog. He tried to get our cat. Gipple. And um, we had to give him back. I forgot about that. That was sad. So we only had him for a little bit. Only a couple weeks, I think, or a month or two. I only had to give him back. But then we went to the shelter and got puppy Lexi. Oh, what a cute little fluff ball she was. Ah, oh, interesting times. But, really. Oh, and back to my cat's name. Gipple. G-I-P-P-L-E. Just like nipple. I guess there's an episode in Seinfeld... That my parents used to listen to. So, my cat... My parents found my cat and my cat's sister, sibling, Maisie, um, in a trash can at a train station. And so they rescued them and, like, uh, took them in. So, Maisie died... I don't remember her at all. I've only, I only see pictures she was alive when I was a baby, but I don't remember her. But Gipple, Gipple got her name from a Seinfeld episode because one of the characters couldn't remember his girlfriend's name. Or the girl he was dating couldn't remember um, her name. And he just knew it was like, sounded like a body part. So Gipple was a name he guessed and some... My mom wanted to name her Ginger. And my dad started calling her Gipple. And she started like running around in circles around the room. So that's what, the, that's what we named her. So my parents had Gipple before I was even born. And Gipple lived... Gipple moved from California to Tennessee where I was born. To Kentucky. To California again to Colorado, to New York, and then Texas. So Gipple lived all that time. And my wish was just that she would make the move to Texas. And she did. And she died a few months after we moved here. Which is sad. And this is not what I was going to talk about at all. But she was like in the 20s. She was 20-something years old. So she lived a fat life. 
And she was a fat cat. And I miss her so much. So I want to get another cat someday. Anyway. Colorado. My dad used to have this office. In our house. It was just. It was his office. It was a room with just closed doors. Where he could do his work. And he had his desk and everything in there. And this is really good memories. So my dad would always have. Dad, my dad has a huge passion for music. Um, so I guess that's where I get it from. And he really enjoys the smaller bands. Um, and he really, he does appreciate music a lot. And he grew up in the great music era, so. Um, he would have Tori and I just come into his office. And he would play all of his favorite songs. And we would watch the music videos. We would sit on his lap or sit on the table, whatever, and just watch music videos. And that's when I first heard, like, Come On Eileen. And do you guys know 30 Seconds to Mars? Like, um, Jared Leto, his band. Like, Jared Leto, to me, is a singer, not an actor. That's just because I knew him as a singer first. But Come On Eileen, um, 30 Seconds to Mars... Some a lot of punk bands, and then definitely, um, eighties new wave stuff. So I don't know. I just love those memories so much. I guess that's kind of where my passion for music started, or my love of it. Is my dad would just share it with us, and we'd sit in his office for hours a week. And just watch music videos and listen to new music that he would share with us. So I really appreciate that he did that. That he shared his love with us. So I'm going to make my kids do that too. <laughs> and uh, that's what I wanted to talk about with Colorado. That's just that's a memory that popped up in my head like today or yesterday. And then, okay. My family loves the game Rock Band. Rock Band families, I can't say we're elite. We're not. But Rock Band families are just, they're different. <laughs> Maybe not. But Rock Band's so much fun. And we started we started playing it in Colorado. And listen, okay. And Torino, we're not good at it yet, but you know how Rock Band has a lot of songs, classics, just songs everybody loves. So my parents would always play the songs that they like because Tori and I didn't really know them yet. So I would say that's like a huge part of my musical collection in my mind is Rock Band songs. That's where I first learned them or heard them. So... We always bought the new rock band that came out. So 1, 2, and then 3. And then there was the Lego rock band. And then there's Beatles rock band. And then there's another one. And um, we found a way to compile all of the rock bands onto one CD. So we could have all the songs on rock band 3 from every CD. And then you know you can buy more. So, we used to play rock band all the time. My mom would sing, my dad would play drums, Tori would play guitar. 
And before they came out with the keyboard for Rock Band, I think Tori and I had to take turns on guitar. Or one of us would sing. I don't remember. But when we really, really started getting into it, we got the keyboard when that came out. And that was a game changer. So when we moved to New York, I think is when we got the keyboard. Game changer, I'm telling you. So dad played drums, Tori had guitar, mom sang, and I played the keyboard. And on the keyboard, you can play... You can play the guitar part, the key part, or the bass part all on the keyboard. Because not every song has the keys written into it. So, since Tori had guitar, she always got to play the lead part in the songs. And I always had to play bass. And I was so upset. And so, my 10-year-old self came up with this analogy that... I was re- I guess I was really going through it because I felt like at the time Tori was the most the favorite sister to my fr- to our friends and everyone liked her more and I was just kind of there and everything was about Tori 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 cuz she was a spaz and people loved it and so I was like Tori is the guitar in life and I'm the bass so everyone loves the guitar, it gets all the attention, but you can't get anywhere without bass. No one notices it, but it drives the song. I I felt pretty proud of myself for thinking of that, but that's how I felt in my life. My tour got all the attention, but without me, no one would be anywhere. So... <laughs> Then I was like, okay, bass is not that bad. And so I think that's also, believe it or not, this is what I tell people. I say uh, rock band, I think, helped create my ear for listening to bass because I always had to play the bass parts. And so it just makes you listen to it so you can play it on the game. And then so I had the ear for it, and then after... I'd listen to songs, and then I'd hear the bass parts and all the small parts. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to this song than I ever knew. I had no idea. And I was like, oh, bass is actually really cool. Maybe I should try it. And then I bought my first bass in 2016 with my Christmas money, like a couple days after Christmas. I named it Taylor. It's my... I didn't bring that one to school with me. Um, it's it's in the house. And it's like a sunburst golden brown reddish color. Not like the most... I mean, it's pretty. But it's not like sparkly. But my first instrument was ukulele. And I played that for... A few months, I would say. Yeah, so Tori started playing guitar first. She really wanted a guitar for her birthday, so we got her guitar. And, um... She started taking lessons. And then I was like, well, if Tori's gonna play an instrument, I need to play an instrument. So I got a ukulele. 
and um, I wasn't great, but I could play chords pretty, not pretty well. I could look at a song on ukutabs.com, look at the chords, and play it, and I liked it. And I could read the music for it, because I was taking lessons. But it was like, it didn't satisfy me. And then that's when I was like, well, bass, baby. Actually, I'm going to send you guys the YouTube video that made me just, I think... Honestly, it probably made me decide to play bass. It's this girl playing a really difficult and amazing song. The song's called Time Won't Wait. I I play that song every time I play bass. I'm not perfect at it. But you know, every time you play, you get better. I've been playing the song for like two years. And I'm just not sick of it. And I love listening to it. It's just a great song. I'll send you the YouTube video of the bass cover. And that's what that's what transformed me, I think. So, great times. But, I don't know, every, almost every night nowadays, my dad, um, we have these, like, big white speakers, portable speakers, and he'll always play music. At in the evening. So usually while we're eating dinner, we're listening to music. And my dad loves Pandora. So he likes to create different stations and specific stations for the mood, you know? So, having a good time. The um, Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. My mom and I cleaned my closet. Huge deal. Actually, my mom did most of the work. I just told her yes or no if we should give it away or not. (laughs) And basically, now I'm not saying it's not my fault because my closet is a mess mostly because of me. A lot of the stuff is mine and I just never cleaned it. But while I was away at school, Tori just threw a bunch of her crap in there and never picked it up. So... Some of the stuff is mine, because it's my closet. But when I was gone, Tori's like, free real estate. Just threw all of her stuff in there. There was like a dozen pair of Tori's underwear in there. And I, I think she did laundry and accidentally left them in there and just forgot. Because they, they weren't clean. Like, it's not gross. But, like, what? I don't know what she was doing. But that was a big deal. I think next we're going to go through our dress-ups. Because we have lots of costumes and dress-ups that we use for our movies. So we're probably going to have to get rid of some stuff. But that's okay. That needs to be done. I'm still sleeping on my floor. And it's really... I don't know why I'm sleeping on my floor still. I just like it. It's different. And I feel so cozy in this little enclosed space. (sighs) But I think... And also my bed has so much shit on it. I, I mean, I could clean it up. But I haven't. It's been a placeholder. A place for my things. 
So if I want to sleep in my bed, I'm gonna I should change the sheets and take clean my bed. So I'll probably do that in a week so I can have a week or two on my bed before I go back to school. But this little fort is comfortable and honestly I've been it's probably been two months I've been sleeping on my floor. I really don't know what compelled me to stay on the floor, but I love it. Nice down here. Oh my goodness. But I didn't do much today. Went to the gym with mom. And then I put on a dress to go to the market because I'm like, why not? Because it's a new dress. I haven't. Um, I haven't gotten to worn it yet. Gotten to wear it yet. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, okay. I think I've talked about this before. But one of my you know, I have to be in the right mood. So it's not always my favorite. But pretty much my favorite thing is cutting fruit. Okay? And I'm talking like melons, not little fruit melons things that take a little bit more time to cut and you have to be careful not to cut your fingers and you don't want to cut the meat of the melon you just trying to get the skin and the seeds out right but i love and i I had many opportunities to do this at school when my roommates were gone and i would go to the store but i just get my speaker and i put on my favorite songs and i just vibe while I'm cutting fruit and it's so relaxing and peaceful to me (laughs) I have no idea why there's just something about it I don't know I don't know if anyone else feels that that peace very interesting I don't like doing dishes but it is a thing that has to be done and sometimes I'll be like you know what I just need to put on some music and I'm going to do the dishes Doing dishes with music on is definitely not the same as cutting a melon with music on, but it helps. And I was thinking, music mostly pretty much gets me through everything. I don't know why. It helps distract my mind a little bit from what I'm actually doing. But I was thinking, like, with music, there's a lot of things I could do that wouldn't be as bad. Or things would be worse if I couldn't listen to music. I don't know. Music is life. But I'm really, really glad I did not decide to be a music major. Because that was like one of the things I was thinking about before aviation. I was like, I love music so much. And I think I think music theory is cool. And... I I am interested in how notes relate to each other and how I'm more interested in the sounds of the notes and how they connect. Not necessarily like, I feel like there's a math part kind of to musical notation and stuff. And I don't want any part of that. But the actual sound and the like hearing the notes... That's the part I like. 
and that and it kind of relates to like baselines and like john taylor i was telling you about him a few episodes ago john taylor is in one of my favorite bands duran duran he's a great bassist and he learned from like his icons were like bernard edwards and some other great 70s bassists and uh I listen to John Taylor's bass lines and I'm like, that is just amazing. How do you even come up with that? Like, it's just amazing. And sometimes I'll hear a song with a pretty boring basic bass line and I can hear, like I can add my own notes. I, I'm like, oh, that would sound good there. Or that would be good there. Or this little lick or whatever it is. But it's not the same as like creating a baseline, a whole baseline for a song. And it's just that is really fascinating to me how some people are able to just like put it together and make notes sound good together and play it. And it just like brings the whole song together. That's amazing. So that's the part I'd be interested in with being a music major. And also the fact that I love playing with other people. But when I had to take my bass class last, or in the fall, last fall, I dreaded going every time. I love playing my bass, but I don't love playing it for a teacher. Especially because I couldn't remember my damn scales. I can't, I can remember one, and the rest just didn't make sense to me. He'd be like, okay, so what comes after the G minor major three i'm like what english i don't know what you're saying so that made me really appreciate the major i'm really in not music oh oh my goodness but playing with a band oh it hits hard it hits different um i really appreciate all the time like i got to play with my church a lot I was on, like, the student worship band for a couple years. And then when my favorite worship leaders came in, they let me play on, like, Sunday mornings for big church sometimes. And just playing with other people and connecting live while others are playing, it just, like, it gives me that that almost that ascending feeling from listening to music you know it just feels perfect and peaceful when you're just jamming not when you're trying to concentrate on messing up because that's what i do most of the time but playing with a really good drummer that changes everything and i love it (sighs) i miss that i hope to be able to do that again someday even though i didn't make the cbu band Honestly, I'm glad I didn't. I would have been so stressed. And then on top of that, of being stressed with classes, COVID, like, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, it's online. See? Yeah. Don't know. It's fine. Um, But yeah, playing with the band, just, there's something, I almost imagine it as something floating through the air. Like, magical, whimsical, just like a vibe i don't know oh my goodness i miss it and i i 
I wonder if other people experience that same feeling, but with other things they do. So maybe for me it's music, but for other people it's um, paint, maybe painting or being creative in other ways. Or maybe it's a sport like running or swimming. Mm, not running for me. But, you know, doing those type of things, like your passion, I wonder if people get that that feeling talking about speaking about of passion oh i i really love to see people when they're passionate that's that is something i don't really know how to explain but when people are passionate about something like, especially for me, when someone's passionate about music, or you can see it in their face when they're playing, oh, I love it. I love it so much, especially when boys are passionate. And it shouldn't be a foreign thing to see a boy pass- truly passionate about something, but it seems like, I think, society... It seems like society has made passion kind of more of a feminine thing. And it's not, but that's kind of what it seems like to me. So it's like, it seems almost special to see a boy passionate about something and sharing it. And maybe they just keep that on the inside. But it's so hot. (laughs) I don't know. Just to see someone so passionate. Like on TikTok. I really like seeing people playing their instruments on TikTok. And um, just a little bit ago I saw this guy just nailing a guitar solo. And you could just see it on his face. And he's just one with the guitar. And it's oh, it was amazing. Because he's not afraid to show it. And so that brings me to my next point, femboys. I I did have to ask Tori what a femboy was the other day. I really had no idea. A feminine boy. <laughs> I could not figure that one out <laughs> by myself. And uh, Harry Styles. You know, I'm still trying to figure out femboys from gay boys. I mean, I know the difference is one is gay and one is just a feminine version of a boy. But, I don't know. I guess, well, also Harry Styles is bisexual, so that's not a good example. But, I don't know, fem, feminine boys, it's it's kind of hot. It is not. But I love masculinity. So... I love passion and masculinity. Like, I want a man to be protective over me, but also let me try things. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I want him to have, you know, passions, but he doesn't have to be like, tough boy, no cry, all the time, you know? Eh. <laughs> And seeing boys cry, 
and that soft side, it just, like, makes something turn in me. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Just, like, it makes my heart flutter, maybe. And not, and not in a, like, oh my god, my heart is fluttering. But it's, like, oh, he's actually showing emotion. That's different. I like that. That's, like, passionate. Oh my goodness. But passion, that's been my key word for a while, I think, is passion. But I'm really, I honestly kind of have a feeling that I might meet someone this semester. Hey, that'd be kind of funny if I have this feeling that I'll meet someone this semester, but then we go online. So, (laughs) uh, I don't know. But I'm thinking of all the majors at CBU. I'm like, where would he even come from? What major would he be? Aviation. I don't think it's going to be an aviation major. Because we know the aviation majors. It would be cool. Well, so here's the thing. It would be cool if I dated an aviation major because they would know exactly what I'm talking about. And help me. But... On the other hand, if I found someone who is willing to listen to me talk about aviation, I feel a thousand times cooler talking about aviation because they don't know anything. I just feel so much smarter. I'd be like, and and that's how you plan a cross country. They'd be like, whoa, how'd you do that? I'd be like, I actually didn't. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, I don't know. Someone who who if they're not an aviation major, it needs to be someone who's willing to listen to me, be passionate about my passions. Um so ow. Whew. My roommate, remember Megan? She briefly I guess I couldn't even say they're dated. But there's that one guy that they she went on a date with like two times. And other, some things had happened. And he ended up being like a really nice guy. And um, he like brought her flowers and opened the door for her. And all those really nice things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want that. I'm a... I don't know. I'm a broad girl, but I also love being treated right. Open the door for me. Take me to movies. But also go hiking. And go on picnics. (laughs) Picnics and go to the beach. But also, I'm going to need someone who's like really weird because I am really weird I don't know what majors I do not want an engineering boyfriend business I feel like all the business majors are F boys but I don't know many so I just heard about them so probably not Communications, don't know. What 
what other majors? Nursing? I feel like nursing majors wouldn't have time for me. But also aviation majors don't have time for anything. Um, well, Nick was an English major. And he proved that English majors are pretty good. So maybe an English major. A history major. Possibly. I enjoy history a lot. I don't like studying history, but I enjoy learning history. I, oh my gosh. No, every time I finish my podcast, I'm like, oh, this is what I should have talked about. I could talk about this for a long time. Historic things. Historic things, right? (gasps) Vintage, retro, whatever. Love those words. And I love anything that has had a previous story to them. Like, knowing, I say, this lamp is from 1925. I'm making this up. And I'd be like, oh, I have the lamp now, but. It has been alive for almost, for 90, 95 years. And so it's had this long, long journey with so many other people. And if you could just, he, I, I would always want to hear or see what an object has heard or seen. I know you can't. I know that's not real. Well, maybe. And, but to know the stories and the things that went on. With that object from the beginning to when it got to me. Oh, fascinated. Fascinating to me. Oh, okay. So in New York, there are everywhere these brick walls. No, they're stone, not brick. These stone walls throughout the forest, throughout everything. We had them in our yard, through my aunt and uncle's yard. Some of them are in good shape. Some of them just have a few stones left. But that's how they used to mark off property and land. You know what? Let me look this up. I want to know. I'll finish my story here in a second. Stone walls. Stone walls in New York. Why are there stone walls in the woods? Farmers built the stone walls, marking their property lines with stones cleared from the land to make fields, which began by burning the woods down. Oh. This is most of New H. So I think this is talking about New Hampshire was treeless at the time due to farming. Once the West was discovered, the farming industry in New England began to wane. So, I kind of wanted to know the year. Okay. Okay, so it looks like it started maybe around 1870s. I'm sure it was probably before that. But 
the farmlands, let's just say 1900s, hold on, I always get so confused. We're in the 21st century, right? So in the 19th century, which is the 1800s. Anyway, I guess maybe they began near, like, in the 1800s. But the farmers would, like, you know, mark off the properties with the stones. So the stones are all still there. And, oh, my gosh. Fascinated by them. Literally just stones on the ground. Built up into a little wall. And I always, I had to touch the stones. I had to touch them. I had to touch the wall. I didn't care if it was just one stone or the whole wall. I just, I had to touch it. And to me, I was touching like a piece of history. Like someone a hundred years ago put this stone here and that was part of his land. And now I'm touching that stone. (laughs) I love doing that stuff. I don't, I love touching historic things. I don't know what it is, but I have to touch it. So, uh, that's another thing. Like, I love collecting records and songs. And, you know, people used to write their names on the covers and stuff. And so that kind of makes it, like, um, not as valuable as someone writes their name on it. But to me, I don't really care because I know someone else had this record in the 70s like Carolyn had this record in the 70s and I know she used it and loved it and listened to it and now me in 2020 listens to it and uses it and loves it I just love that thing I love that and just having the records knowing somebody else had that passion back in the day that I have for it now I love that Guys, we're going to have to go record shopping. I went with Sophia once down in Orange. But have you guys ever smelled an old record? It is the best smell. It's okay. It smells musty. I like that smell. Not musty as in gross sweaty, but musty as in old history. And I guess it kind of smells like an old book. I mean, there's a definitely a difference between the smell of an old book and the smell of an old record sleeve. But it smells really good. I love that smell so much. My mom bought me, like, um, some candles and wax melts that have those smells. So one's like Oxford Library or Old Book or bookseller like it's that kind of musty smell and other people like that smell too i don't know if y'all do but when we get back i'll make you guys smell some records there's oh actually hold on i'm gonna smell one right now and i will describe to you what it smells like let me find an old one also Let me take a sip of water. Maybe my nose will clear because I can't actually smell very well right now. But I'll tell you what I pick. Mm. I have to pee really bad.
Okay. Because some records I buy are, like, new prints. Presses. From, like, this, like, a few years ago. So they don't smell old. Let me find one from... I don't know the oldest, what the oldest record I have is. My grandma gave me some of her original Beatles records. And usually original Beatles records smell, or not smell, <gasps> cost a lot. So the fact that she just gave them to me, like legit Beatles records, is um, quite amazing. Okay, the I have the Aristocats album. Hold on, let me see what year this is. Oh, shoot. Shoot. This Aristocats album, 1970. Okay, that's pretty old. Um, okay. I am opening my yellow Aristocats album. So cute. It has the actual story. There's like pages inside the album. The, the, the thing opens up the cover. Ah, oh, I just smelled it. Okay, so honestly, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, oh, this 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 album actually has someone's name on it. It's Todd something. Um, I only listened to this one like once. Um, because I got it for my birthday a few years ago. So, so vinyl kind of has a distinct smell to it. And so, okay, I'm sure the sniffing ASMR is not anyone's favorite, but it just smells so good. So... It's, it has kind of a musk to it. Not bad. Not bad. But, like, you could smell this and be like, oh, that's old. Like, that kind of musk. Not bad. It's just an age smell. And it smells sweet and cold. It's, like, cold in my nostril. It has kind of a sweet smell to it. I don't know there but there is a true difference between an old book and a record I don't know why records smell this way when they're old maybe it's if I'm sitting in this in the case in the paper and that makes it smell I truly don't know but that one smells really good I have to remember where I got this because I have my records alphabetized a for Aristocats goes back. Let me smell one more. I'm sure you don't care. But these podcasts awaken me. Don't know. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is the man, guys. You don't even know. Maybe you do know. Maybe y'all are some Stevie Wonder fans, too. But he... He does not hesitate to lay down 
the law with his songs. The ghost in Okay, Nat King Cole. Okay, I've talked about him a few times now. 40s. This album is from... This little Nat King Cole album. The older the record, the more excited I am. Oh! Sorry. That one smelled even better. This one. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so weird. See, this is... I'm gonna need someone to, like... Be okay with me doing this. Okay. So the M let me let me explain to you. So you guys probably know, but you know you have like the record, like the album cover, and then the records inside, and inside the album cover is the sleeve, which is like a little paper square that protects the album from the uh the the record from the album. So there's like three pieces. And so this paper around the record is like ripped and you can see like the faded colors it's like dark around the edges. It actually may be like that on purpose. I don't know, but it smells old. But I can't find a date on it. But this one might be from the 50s. This one, it smells incredibly sweet. And musty still. If, bruh, if a man came up to me and smelled like this, I'd marry him the same day. I don't... I think I just ripped the paper. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, my God. That is something I will deal with in the morning. Not now. So, also, I know we're um, cutting it close here on time. And maybe by now you actually are asleep. And you don't have to listen to me talk about this. But, so, records are big, usually. Like the 33 and a half. So that's like the normal record size. But then there's 45s, which are the baby ones. And so I have some 45s. I love my baby ones. And I have a couple old 45s. Again, okay, I'm, this one, one episode I talked about the Live Aid concert. And I have that, the little 45, the Christmas, do they know it's Christmas? You know what, I will send you guys a picture of it. Not that you care. That one that one doesn't smell. But it's from 1984. And I have some Beatles 45, some uh, Duran Duran, um, YouTube, Police. Actually, some of those I forgot I had. Alright, here's my Nat King Cole 45. Please, I just want the date. But this one 
has a name on it. And I and I don't mind. They try to tell us we're too young. Is this wrong? That one smells good. But no date. That's one of my favorite things is seeing the date. I'd be like, oh wow. This is old. If you couldn't tell. Anyway, put that guy back. But the smells in common are all sweet, musty. Okay, before I end the podcast, I will look up to see if anyone else is able to describe the smell of a record. Musty smell of vinyl records. No, people are trying to get rid of it. Don't get rid of it. No. Oh no, the musty spell is the best part. I want someone to describe it. Hmm, well, that's alright. If I find something, I'll send it. Because I'm sure me sitting in silence is not what you signed up for. So, two things. I will send you a picture of the Live Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Feed the world. And... Let me read you the artist on the back. Because you know it's like, um, let me, okay. So, remember it was like for the famine in Ethiopia, Africa. That was the point of the band. So, let me read this. Band-Aid are, these are the people in, that were featured in this album. Or this, uh, song. Um... Bananarama, Culture Club, Duran Duran, Frankie GTH, I don't know actually who that is, Heaven 17, Phil Collins, Paul Young, Paul McCartney, Boomtown Rats, Kilo, I've never heard of that. Oh, wait, is that the same person? No. Spandau Ballet, y'all know Spandau Ballet. They sing true. Ah, 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 ah. I know this much is true. I have that album. Style Council. I did not know that. I love them. Sting, Ultravox, U2, Wham. Wham is George Michael. And many more. Many thanks to all the fine artists who kindly donated their time and effort in the making of this record. This record features the cream of pop music talent performing free to help the victims of the famine in Ethiopia. All proceeds of this record are to assist famine relief in Ethiopia. This includes merchandise, sales, publishing, and performance contributions.
So, I just, I love that. So, I'll send you guys a picture of that. When you get the picture, you're probably, it's going to be out of context. You're going to be like, why is she sending me this? But once you listen to the episode, you'll understand. So, there you go. Um, I really appreciate you guys sticking around for these podcasts. Um, I really did not think anybody listened to them. But it is nice to know that y'all do. And that is very, it means a lot to me. So, thank you. And I will talk to you, to y'all, tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Sweet Dreams. Sweet dreams.